Today on CityCast Denver, we live in one of the jam band capitals of the world. But according to some recent allegations about Denver's so-called grandfather of jam music, all the talk of free love and psychedelic drugs and peace on earth has been hiding a dirty and painful secret. He takes this thing that's really beautiful and he twists it into something that's really gross and ugly and disgusting. Today is Tuesday, June 29th, 2021. I'm Paul Caroli, and this is CityCast Denver. There was a period of about six months in my early 20s when I thought I was going to get really into jam bands. I was listening to this podcast where one comedian was trying to convince another to like the band Fish. The pitch didn't work so well on the second comedian, but it was really working on me. Hello. Welcome to Analyze Fish. I'm Harris Whittles, and I'll be your tour guide through the cosmos. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, this is Analyze Fish, the show where I try to get Scott Ock. I thought those guys were cool, and the, the scene around the bands seemed really friendly and easygoing. And so I started listening to Fish and the Grateful Dead and some others, and... It just wasn't for me. And I am so glad that I bounced off, because here in Denver's jam scene, there's an important story breaking about yet another bad man taking advantage of a position of power, leading in this case to allegations of theft, bullying, unsuspected drugging, physical assault, sexual assault, and rape. He just like gets this idea in his head that if someone's working for him, he like can do whatever he wants because like you have to choose between your money like working and being a part of the fam, quote unquote. Today, we're going to hear from a sound engineer named Kylie Herringer. And just a warning, some of this conversation includes descriptions of sexual violence. On Halloween last year, she and a friend were working at the Colfax jam band bar Sancho's Broken Arrow when they allege former owner and at that time manager Jay Bianchi sexually assaulted Kylie and raped her friend. A criminal investigation is ongoing. Wait, can you hear me now? Just, yeah, let me know. Just if, if it's like too soft or too loud, like let me know. This is a new setup for me, so I'm excited if, if it works. It's sounding <laughs> phenomenal right now. <laughs> Magic. Aiden Pagnani and Sarah Mount are musicians and organizers behind a new campaign to boycott any establishment associated with Jay Bianchi. It comes in the context of a broader effort and a new organization, the Colorado Musicians Union, to change the scene that Jay Bianchi has dominated for so long. I talked to Sarah and Aiden about Jay and their union, and you're also about to hear excerpts from a conversation I had with Kylie yesterday morning. Aiden and Sarah, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, So Sarah, let's start with you. Can you tell me... Who is Jay Bianchi? Uh, well, Jay Bianchi is a local venue owner slash manager. Um, he's been around for, oh man, the better part of 30 years. And he's owned probably eight to 10 different venues. Um, and he has a long criminal history and a really, really um, violent past. Uh, he's a bad dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Aiden, when you moved here a few years ago, you tell you told me that 
you started running into Jay pretty early on through the jam band scene. Can you tell me what your experiences with him were like? Um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, I would start going to his, his shows. Um, I, you know, enjoyed a lot of them. I thought it was uh, definitely a place people were, were going to, but I was constantly hearing about um, him shorting people on guarantees uh, that he would offer bands to come and play there. Um, and that was probably like, yeah, three years ago when I moved out. Um, I played a gig there that was covered by Westward where for seemingly no reason at all, he attacked um, me and my bandmates. Um, and that was sort of a, an issue that people got upset about in the scene. Um, attacked, like physically attacked? Yes, yes, he did. I think that he's done this with a lot of people, which we found out. Yep, just everything from musicians getting shorted um, or just weird ways. Like I had a musician reach out to me and apparently at the end of the night, he went to go collect pay from from Jay. And what Jay did was he took out like a sweaty beer soaked dollar, and like crumpled it up and just threw it on the ground at his feet. It was like, there's your pay. Well, let's explore that a little bit for a second, because it sounds like there is a pattern of behavior of Jay taking advantage of people or you know, not paying them what he's agreed to pay them or in taking advantage of people in more serious ways too. But like, how, how has he been able to do that? Sarah, what, what is his role in this jam band scene? Well, um, there's a lot of people who call him the grandfather of, of jam music in, in Denver because he hosts so many bands and you know, they say things like, oh, the music scene wouldn't be the same without him. And I think mostly it's just, I think he grooms people. I think he's just your typical predator. And he has like this group of people around him that he's just really kind to and he pays out and all these things. And so um, when there's an uproar, which happens regularly, I've been in the music scene for 10 years and I've, you know, this is a thing. It's, it's Denver's biggest open secret, I swear. Um, and so whenever there's an uproar, which happens every few years, just like a giant thing happens. Um, he has those people just come to his, his, um, defense, you know, and just say, Oh, I know Jay, I've known him for 20 years. He would never do that. And I think maybe a combination of all those things is, is how he gets away with it. Sarah, when was it that you put up your Facebook post that sort of started this most recent thing? Um, it was March. It was March uh, 22nd. And I just put up the most simple Facebook post. And I said, so does anybody want to talk about how Jay Bianchi is a violent predator? Question mark. And that's it. And uh, 400 comments later, story after story, some people coming to his defense, very, very few, but most people saying, thank you so much for saying this. This is what happened to me. Um, and then, you know, other people who are not comfortable publicly putting a comment on a on a status update would message me and tell me their story. And those are the ones that are really, really horrific. So I worked a gig at Coyote's, got off around like 11. Um, Bonnie actually picked me up and we found out we both had like that there was brunches, brunch concerts at both locations the next morning. So we went to go find out what the hell the situation was and to talk to the bosses. So first we tried to go into so many rows, but they were leaving. So then we went to Sancho's and hung out and we weren't planning on staying all night. And Bonnie was the one driving. So she wasn't planning on drinking or like getting wild or anything. And then next thing you know, like within 12 hours, uh, all the stuff happened after that. 
like thinking back on it, I always like like to play it out in a fantasy setting that I would like knee him in the balls or punch him or go out running screaming that he touched me or like that he was like groping me and crap in the office. And I thought I would do that kind of thing in that situation. But instead I froze and freaked out and texted a couple of people and called someone to pick me up. And then I ghosted and ran away for a month. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. And it makes me feel so powerless. Are there any themes to these stories that you could pull out? Uh, there are. He he does, him and his staff, it sounds like, work together to create this entire scenario where somebody slips uh, a drug in, in an unsuspecting person's drink. Uh, mostly women, but guys too. And so that person will start to, you know, um, lose it and either the staff will come and swoop in and try to rescue this person and take them either to the green room in the basement or to their apartment. I mean, he's just a bad dude. Hmm. I think we need to explore the culture here a little bit more because as I've been reading the, the media reports that come out, it seems like there's something specific about this jam band culture that he's taking advantage of. Aiden, could you speak to that? Like, is there anything that you see about this culture particularly that he's using or or manipulating? I mean, yeah, I mean, I like I think there's a there's a, a theme to the, the Grateful Dead of sort of this, you know, cultish following, which which, t you know, historically is, I think, been a, a very healthy scene and situation overall. I think that he's just been in a position where he can really exploit that. And, and somehow he's carved out a way where he can be the only Grateful Dead, uh, you know, entertainment person in Colorado outside of when the dead actually come through like once a year. I think that he's sort of manipulated that uh, sort of un, un, unyielding devotion to the Grateful Dead, which I myself grew up in. I mean, that, you know, the Grateful Dead is, is how I ended up becoming a musician myself. Um, that was like the very first band I, I fell in love with and remain to this day, like my favorite band. So I, I feel like it's just like I've known this scene forever and I can see how people can. It's just it reminds me of like Charlie Manson. He's, he's like diet Charlie Manson. He basically takes this this concept of free love and turns it into ignorance and just ignore anything that bothers you. Right. This escapism, he manipulates it and, and turns it into this this false destination that is not representative of the Grateful Dead or, or Jerry Garcia, all these emblems that I see him post up in his bar. I 100% agree with that. That is literally, he took the words out of my mouth. And I'm going to add on to that. Um, people who tend to be in that scene are, you know, like they like to experiment um, a lot of time with drugs and everything like that. And I think that is an, another angle um, because people are in there looking to have a good time in that way, which is totally cool. It's, you know what? consent is not just for sex it's for everything you know and so if people want to do that stuff that's great but they should know that what you know what they're doing right. who's what they're taking who's giving it to them that kind of thing right. so <clears throat> i think he takes advantage of that um mentality and and in a way that's just really dark and he takes this thing that's really beautiful and he twists it into something that's really gross and ugly and disgusting not only does he use it as a tool to take advantage of, of situations, people, he also uses it as a shield for when people do call him out. After I finally came forward is when I started getting some other dumb messages. There were a lot of people telling me like, oh, this, all these people are saying they're going to 
band together and get their their story straight so they can testify against you guys because you're a liar. You got fired because you're a bad sound engineer. I'm like, well, that's not true in the slightest. And I had a woman in the community messaging me saying, we thought you were part of the fam. I guess not. Fam doesn't post other, like air out the dirty laundry on Facebook and stuff. And you're just a liar. And I, you're not a victim because I'm a victim. You're not acting the way that a real victim would act. Um, I received a bunch of messages or like this really long message from uh, somebody that was at the bar saying he was speaking on behalf of Jay or that Jay knew he was talking or messaging me. So this message I received basically told me that like that uh, Jay wanted us to put in writing that I made it all up. But yeah, there was like this huge portion of it that said that he or was just warning me that I should be worried about retaliation if I were like physical retaliation if I were to participate in the protest. So I was planning on moving anyways, but I ended up moving a lot earlier and I've been staying with most of my stuff at my friend's house that I'm moving in with. So you all are now organizing a boycott of two bars that he's he's managing. He no longer owns them, but he's managing them. It's the So Many Roads Brewery and Sancho's Broken Arrow. Um, tell me about that. How's it going? It's very successful. Definitely. Um, our goal is to, you know, uh, raise awareness in the community. We've had a lot of bands cancel, mostly local bands, but we did have a really big cancellation that happened right directly because of the protest. Looks like Ferguson, Carbone, and Peck. Yes, that's the one. So in my understanding is that this organizing that you all are doing now is built on a framework that you had kind of already been developing beforehand. Can you tell me what is the Colorado Musicians Union? This is before COVID broke out. So we were talking about issues like money, wage guarantee. So we identified like $100 uh, a person per night as sort of like a, I don't know, just a number that is slightly arguably realistic as, as an amount you could make uh, and, and potentially live in Denver. It's still tough. I think that one of the goals of the union is also just, obviously to provide venues for people to play in general, but specifically with this boycott is like, look, you know, linking up with local venues and sort of linking up people who don't want to play there anymore because of these allegations and hooking them up with gigs through the union. Yeah, as the union, we provide a lot of resources for um, that kind of thing. So people looking for gigs, especially ones who were with Jay and want to go elsewhere. And um, I mean, obviously, the things that he does aren't necessarily isolated to Jay. There are other people in the industry who do some of the same things. There are a lot of uh, venue owners out there who don't give you what you agree to, who don't you know, give you any respect. Um, there's a lot of sexism. There's a lot of uh, discrimination against any marginalized group, uh, racism, um, homophobia, all that stuff. And it's all um, most of it is micro. It's just kind of something you just have to take and just kind of swallow that, that bad pill. Um, none of it's as bad as Jay again, you know, we're not, not every venue owner is attacking musicians or anything like that or, or the staff. Um, but, but, but he's emblematic of this power imbalance. Exactly. Exactly. In our, our hopes are that people are watching what's going on and that the people who are doing these things and know that it's wrong, that maybe they're going to fucking stop, you know, because they can see, oh, you know, shit, the musicians aren't putting up with it anymore. Like, they're done. I do want to see a day in court, but really I want my best friend to see her day in court. 
much more, and I know she has a very good chance of getting what she wants, but she wants to put him behind bars. She wants him to go away for what he did to her, and I want him to as well, and for what he's done to other people. Well, Sarah Aiden, thanks so much for joining us on CityCast Denver. Thank you. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having us. Um, this was great. Thank you. After talking to Sarah and Aiden, I reached out to Jay Bianchi to see if he'd be willing to share his side of the story. When I called Sancho's Broken Arrow, they told me he doesn't work there anymore. And when I called So Many Roads Brewery, the other place Jay's associated with these days, Jay himself picked up the phone. He didn't want to talk, though. He just told me he denies all the allegations and that he's already told the press everything he has to say. So we're going to put some links to past and future CityCast Denver guest John Wenzel's coverage for the Denver Post in the show notes to this episode. And you can read everything Jay told him. That's all for us today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow with more news from around the city. Until then... I hope you have a really good day.